Tony. Morning, everyone. I don't know if you've seen the film, uh, the Disney film, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I'm a bit of a Disney fan myself and have seen it, well, a few times. And in the film, there's a scene where they're celebrating the Feast of Fools, a festival that began in northern France and was celebrated throughout Europe until the 17th century. In the film, they sing a song called Topsy Turvy Day. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to sing it to you and you will be well relieved about that. But some of the lyrics in the song say this. It's Topsy Turvy Day. Once a year, we turn all of France upside down. Every man's a king and every king's a clown. Last week, Martin described the Beatitudes as words which stand everything on its head. The Beatitudes tell us what the kingdom of heaven is like, what life is like when lived in the abundance of God's grace. They paint a picture of the character of God and they invite us to step into that topsy-turvy, upside-down world. A world where God comes to earth in the form of a man, died on a cross and offers us life. In his sermon, in these Beatitudes, these lines of poetry, Jesus offers to us a vision of what the promise of a life lived with God looks like, of what it means to be a disciple. The Beatitudes are about relationships, our relationships with ourselves, with others and with God. When Jesus was asked, which is the greatest commandment? We learn that it is to love the Lord your God, with all your heart and mind and soul and strength, and that the second is to love your neighbour as yourself. Here in these Beatitudes, we get some flesh on the bones of what it means to live out these two commands. And we're going to spend a few moments just thinking about the first three of the Beatitudes. And the first one goes, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When I was a student studying at the Queen's Foundation in Birmingham, training for ministry, we were often encouraged to work on our skills of self-reflection and reflective practice, to spend time thinking and writing and talking about what we thought and felt. Some of us were a bit frustrated by this focus on self. We just wanted to get on and do, to go out there and be with people, to be ministers. But what we are being taught, and I'm increasingly finding out how important this is, is that if you don't begin by ensuring that you know yourself, where you're coming from, who you are and how you are with God, then how can you truly, authentically and safely serve others? And this is where the Beatitudes start, with a recognition that we need to seek God's presence in our lives each and every day, that we need to be filled with God's grace and have a true sense of who we are in and through God. This is the start to know that we don't have the resources in place to live the attitude lives, not in our own strength, to realise that we need to turn to God. We are, each one of us, a beloved, precious child of God. 
When we acknowledge that we are like the tax collector from Luke 18 and come before God in humility and say, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Then we examine our inner hearts and know that we're not perfect, that we fall short, that we are less than we can be. And in that acknowledgement, we find God. The second beatitude is blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. I don't know about you, but for me, this beatitude couldn't be more appropriate for the times that we're in. There are so many people in our world who are mourning right now, who have lost loved ones to this awful virus. And as terrible as that is, and it is, it's been made worse because they haven't been able to say goodbye as they would want to. Maybe that's you today. Perhaps you are filled with sorrow and pain and lost in your grief. If so, hear the words of this beatitude. They are for you. You will be comforted. Martin reminded us last week that we have an incarnational faith. We have a God who came to earth, who knows what it is to mourn and to weep. And God is weeping with us now. We mourn for all sorts of different reasons. When someone that we love dies, when our relationships fail, when our lives aren't what we had hoped they would be. And in and through all these times, at all times, God is with us. The third beatitude is blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. We don't like to think of ourselves as meek, do we? We're strong, powerful, courageous, bold. These are the things that the world tells us we should be. But being meek doesn't mean having no power or privilege. Rather, it means to restrain your own privilege for the sake of others and not using your power for personal gain. It says in Philippians that we should have the same attitude as that of Christ, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the nature of a servant and humbling himself. In seeking to be disciples of Jesus, in seeking to be Jesus' people, we are to follow his example of servant ministry, to serve others with what we have and who we are. In our world at the moment, there are many people that are serving others, and these people are often the lowest paid and the least valued. At least they were. It feels like at the moment, at this time, we're having a renewed sense of how important they are. All these people that serve others, the carers, the cleaners, transport workers, nurses, porters, delivery drivers, refuse collectors, dock workers, so many, many people. People that we depend on. People that serve others. And I pray that one of the things that we're able to hold on to from this dreadful time is to value these amazing people and all that they do for each one of us in our lives. The Beatitudes are Jesus' teaching of extraordinary hope. They are the picture 
of what a life lived in the pattern of Christ can be, of who we are meant to be. I don't know what you picture when you think about the kingdom of God, but in these few verses from Matthew's gospel, Jesus paints for us a wonderful image of comfort, inclusion, justice, mercy, peace and rejoicing. And that's a kingdom I want to be part of. And the good news is that when we are filled to the measure with God, and as we seek to become more like Christ, then we step into that topsy-turvy kingdom and know ourselves as beloved children of God. And the more that we live in that reality, the more that we embody these kingdom values and become be-attitude people, the more that we offer this extraordinary hope of God to the world. Amen. <laughs>